When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny rolling along here, presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll have a very, very special guest in just a couple of minutes um, that I'm looking forward to. We all are here. We'll get to that shortly. We open the show this morning with the very latest on all the NBA you know, sort of machinations, if you will, the KD of it all, the Kyrie of it all, LeBron James comments, uh, the Donovan Mitchell of it all, all of that that's still sitting out there. One thing we did not have time to get to that I would like to raise now is what Russell Westbrook's agent did over this weekend. It was actually a couple of days ago now. Russell Westbrook's agent, Thad Fouché, has been with Russell, as he himself describes, going back basically to the moment that Russell came into the NBA, right out of UCLA. And they've had a long and very successful partnership. And they have gone their separate ways. And the agent has obliterated Russell Westbrook in a statement. I can't read this any other way. So to be clear, I want to make my Russell Westbrook statement first. I love Russell Westbrook, okay? He's one of the players in the NBA that I have enjoyed watching the most over the last 10 or 15 years because while so many superstars of his era and his generation have treated the regular season like a tune-up, and have engaged in anything from load management to resting to all that sort of nonsense. This guy shows up and plays every single night. He plays every game like it's his last. He has been a terrific player. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm not a voter for such things, but if I were, I'd vote for him. So I admire the heck out of Russell Westbrook, and I hope he has uh, many more successful years left in him in the NBA. He's young enough to still have those. However, his tenure in Los Angeles has been an unbridled disaster. That was foreseeable. It was a bad mix. For him, unfortunately, it was a homecoming, coming back to his hometown team, and it couldn't have gone worse. And it is obviously eating him alive to have been turned into a punching bag by the fans, by the media, even by the organization he plays for. So I, I have felt now for a while that the best thing for him would be to wind up someplace else. His agent obviously doesn't see it that way. So I want to just read to you this statement, part of the statement that the agent released. Again, this is a guy who's been with Russell Westbrook for 14 years. He says, with the possibility of a fourth trade in four years, the marketplace is telling the Lakers they must add additional value with Russell in any trade scenario. And even then, Such a trade may require Russell to immediately move on from the new team via buyout. My belief is that this type of transaction only serves to diminish Russell's value, and his best option is to stay with the Lakers, embrace the starting role, and support the Darvin Ham publicly offered. Russell is a first ballot Hall of Famer. We'll prove that again before he is retired. Unfortunately, irreconcilable differences exist as to his best pathway forward, and we are no longer working together. Now, 
he didn't have to do any of that, to be clear. He could have just said, I wish him the very best as we are no longer working together. But he chose to lay out exactly what he thinks would be in Russell's best interest and why Westbrook doesn't agree. So this, to me, is painful and just continues to make Westbrook look terrible. Am I missing something, or does all of that make it look like he's basically saying to the world, I think he should have stayed there in L.A., but clearly that's not what he wants, to accept the role on his team that his new coach has said he should have. That that strikes me as a heck of a thing to say to the guy on his way out. What do you think? I agree with that. Russell Westbrook said some outrageous things after the season. He's a player who still thinks he's 27, 28 years old. In his prime, Russell Westbrook was exactly as you described. And now Russell Westbrook is, for the most part, useless, at least on the Lakers. And if he's going to have to play off the ball, which obviously he will at some, in some sense because LeBron is also on his team, he set 57 screens the entire season last year. He shot 29% on catch-and-shoot threes. 29%. Russell Westbrook can only play basketball one way. He still thinks he can. The league thinks he can't. This is a mess, and I don't exactly know how this is going to end unless they orchestrate a trade with Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving. Right. So look, and, and, and clearly the Nets wouldn't be doing that in order to acquire Russell Westbrook. And and so that's the point the agent is making, Mm -hmm. that wherever it is he goes, he's going to have to accept a buyout and whatever happens. Look, I agree with what you just said. The reality is Russell Westbrook's best role is as the best player on a very bad team. (laughs) That's Because he can still do all of those things. You just can't win doing those things. Mm -mm. So that is what sort of – that's what his future – kind of looks like i get that part of it but i guess what i'm saying is for the agent to say those things publicly on the way out the door just adds another level and layer to all of this so it's a mess i think what you have going on there right now is a mess and we'll see if they're able to make it any better i'm greeny i'm presented by progressive insurance protect the stuff you love with renters insurance visit progressive.com we have a lot more sports and uh, silly humor and all the other things that I would describe as the, the hallmark of this show to come as we continue. But every now and again, we get to do something really important, wonderful, and beautiful. And this is one of those moments. So I'm very delighted to bring a special guest onto the, into the conversation. He is the goalie for Austin FC. He has been nominated for the Humanitarian Award at this year's ESPYs. The 8th Annual Sports Humanitarian Award is a celebration of the impact made by athletes and teams and sports industry professionals who use sports to make a difference in their communities and throughout the world. There's nothing more special that we do as a company than recognize that. And I had the extraordinary privilege of hosting or emceeing, if you will, the Humanitarian Awards with Katie Couric uh, several years ago. And it's, it's, it is inspiring to see and hear the way some people in the world of sports, for all the negativity that we sometimes tend to choose to focus on, that some people are using the platform they receive from the world of sports to genuinely strive to make the world a better place. And Brad Stuver is one of those people, consistently using his platform 
um, to advocate for marginalized people and provide resources for underserved members of central Texas communities. And I'm pre- uh, pleased to bring Brad into the conversation here just for a moment to share some thoughts on how he has gone about doing that and what this means. So, Brad, I'm Mike. Thank you very much for taking the time here. And, and I would just ask you, having now I've laid it out for the audience, what what it is and the, and the magnitude of this event and of this award, what, what does it mean to you to hear that you are nominated here for the Humanitarian Award. Good morning, and thanks for having me on. Uh, Yeah, to be nominated for this award is uh, truly special. Uh, You don't ever expect anything like this to come about in your career. Um, To be nominated with so many great athletes doing such great work in their own communities, it's uh, it's an honor and a privilege to share with the world and uh, our community the different organizations that we work with here in Austin and uh, what uh, Major League Soccer and Austin FC are doing in our communities throughout the country. I, I am reading through a lengthy list of, of the work that you are doing and continue to do, uh, but I would rather have you share it. If you would, in, in just a moment's time here, what would you describe as, as the things that, are, that you are working with that make that are the most special to you and that you would most want everyone who doesn't already to know about? Yeah, so the majority of our work uh, happens with an organization called The Laundry Project. And basically what we do is we fundraise money and we fundraise laundry supplies. And then we go into a public laundromat in a lower income neighborhood. And for about three hours, we pay for the laundry services and the supplies of anybody that walks through the door. Um, Another initiative that I got involved with since moving down here to Austin is Equality Texas. It is the largest LGBTQIA plus uh, organization fighting for the equality and equity of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, And then with Austin FC, their branch is the 4ATX Foundation. And along with the 4ATX Foundation and MLS Works, we have been uh, fostering the Verde Leaders uh, program that uh, teaches kids not only like soccer skills but also uh, basic SEL skills and kind of teaches them the basic of leadership uh, through sport. It's wonderful work and, and, and so important in every way. What what was it that moved you at some point when you recognized, can, can you pinpoint a moment or an event or anything like that that moved you um, at some point when you recognized that you had the ability to impact people's lives this way that moved you to feel like you needed to do everything you could in the way you have? I think uh, being a professional athlete, it gives you such a large platform um, that you need to be able to take advantage of. Uh, the communities that I've played in are communities that are giving me the opportunity to kick a soccer ball for a living and be a professional athlete. Uh, so the work that we've done and the work that MLS continues to do is kind of paying back the communities that we live in that allow us to play sports for a living and uh, give us the ability to uh, live out our childhood dreams. 
Uh, it's wonderful that you were doing it. And again, I hope that uh, the event is as special for you as it was for me, uh, you as a nominee, me just being there to witness it all. It's the 8th Annual Sports Humanitarian Awards, all part of the ESPYs, which will be on ABC on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern time with Steph Curry as the host of that. We, we so appreciate the time, Brad. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for taking a few minutes here. Best of luck with that and with all things, and we hope we'll check in again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Brad Stuver again from Austin FC. And, and every now and again, I think it's really critical that you take a moment to point out the people who are doing things, taking these opportunities that we all would dream of having and choosing not only to take advantage of them for themselves, but to do so in ways that make the entire world a better place. As we continue, we've gotten to a lot of NBA stories today, but we haven't yet gotten to what I think was the most important thing that has been said in that sport. You will hear it. Next, I am Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We come to you live every day from the Seaport District to Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So we've gone through a lot of the NBA stuff here. We've gone through KD. We've gone through Kyrie. We've gone through Donovan Mitchell. We've gone through LeBron, who he's sending messages to. We've gone through Russell Westbrook and his agent. We haven't yet gotten to my favorite thing that was said in or about the NBA All of last week, I set this aside, I forget whatever day it was, but at Summer League, the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, had a press conference, and he had a bunch to say. Uh, And I like Adam Silver a lot. And what what I think is fascinating is, the the first thing I'm going to say is to give him enormous credit for saying out loud what he said, because I share this sentiment enormously, and I've made no secret of it, but it's a heck of a thing for him and his position to go ahead and say. 
I will acknowledge freely so that you don't have to yell this at me when you see me later or yell it at your radio right now. Of course, he has a reason for saying it. He's not just standing up at a press conference. He wasn't blindsided by the question. He, he wasn't taken by surprise. He obviously went up there with the intention of saying this. But on the issue of players and the number of games that they play in the regular season, sort of generally speaking known as load management, but we can decipher it a lot of different ways. He said that as they go forward, that maybe there could be something put into contracts that could incrementally increase the amount of money players get paid based upon how many games they play. Now, this would be like a bomb detonating at the NBA Players Association. They have guaranteed contracts, and they're not changing that. And Adam Silver, to be clear, is not talking about taking away all of their guarantees, but he is saying, instead of having all of it guaranteed, how about most of it is guaranteed and a little bit of it depends on games played. And then he went on, God bless him, to say this. There's nothing more frustrating also for our fans than having players, frankly, that aren't injured following some program schedule for rest that um, I'm looking at RC who started this all that um, isn't clear <laughs> at least to me um, whether it's serving a useful purpose so that you know figuring out a way to prevent to create that right healthy balance I think is, is what we're all about now look again I credit him like crazy for saying it because he's very well aware this is going to open up Pandora's box. This is going to upset the players tremendously. I am a thousand percent in on this. To be clear, in order for something like that to actually happen, I think it would require a complete shutdown of the NBA. I think they would, the owners would have to insist on this. They'd have to be willing to live through a lockout or a strike or whatever it is when this CBA ends before the, the players would... They'll do, they will never agree to this. And the complicated line that you have to then walk is a player can always say he's injured and it's very difficult to refute. Like if a player is going to get some scheduled rest day, that's one thing. If not, if the player doesn't have any of those but wants the rest and walks in and says, my back is tight or my hamstring hurts or one of the other many things that a doctor cannot fully diagnose instantly... He's going to get the rest, whether he manufactures it that way or not, and you can't really fight it. So I recognize that Silver is fighting an uphill battle with this, but I, for one, commend him for at least saying it out loud, putting it out there for the world to hear, and I'll be fascinated to see where it goes, if anywhere. What do you think? Well, I think that Silver, perhaps more than any other of the you know major commissioners, is, is if not beloved, at least endeared by the players. I mean, he's very much a player's commissioner but he's also there to represent the owners and the facts back up exactly what he's saying and the facts are these so I went through and just logged the number of DNPs the number of games each of the top 25 players in the NBA missed this season we do a preseason ranking on ESPN.com that's how I chose my top 25 the top 25 players in the NBA Greeny this season combined to miss 630 games 630 games, which means the average player missed 25. That's about one in three games missed by your favorite player. Right. If you order a package on Amazon, it should come 100% of the time. Now, obviously, there are extenuating circumstances. The, you know, the, the pandemic threw off the, the calendar. Pe- players now are, are, I guess, getting hurt more than ever, in part because the game is so demanding. I get all that. 
These numbers are in this particular case. Also, this particular season, a lot of players missed time by testing positive. That happened. There was that Mm -hmm. in this stew as well. But the point remains the point. The reasons are fair there. And you can lay them out as clearly as you want. But if you're a fan of the sport, if the, the person who matters the most here, if I go to a game or I watch the game on TV, there's a really good chance that the person I wanted to see play is not playing. That is a product that stinks. The, the NBA's regular season cannot become an 82-game exhibition. It has, in some sense, become that because in part, you know, players obviously don't feel obligated to do so, to play as many games as is possible, and they are sort of given the sort of a wink and nod by their organizations to follow their own stuff. They're and, not given a wink or a nod. They're given the green light. They're actually designing these rest programs for them because they have made up their own minds that this is in the best interests of the player. Now, I question whether the rest is actually going to help your team win a championship that year, meaning help the player be at his best in the playoffs that year, which is what I think Adam Silver is referring to. What I think they actually do is help the players elongate their career. So if you think about it, if you're a player who's worth 10, 20, 30, 40, $50 million a season, every additional season you can play is worth an awful lot of money. So whereas the all-time greats of years past, their career arc would be 12 years, 13 years, 14 years. Now they're going to get 18 years, 19 years. That, in some cases, is going to wind up being another $150, $200 million. That, I think, is the real reason why they want these resting programs built in much more than winning any individual championship. I don't disagree with that. And if I were a player... I would absolutely be abiding by this behavior because of the way that incentives work. If I get paid the same amount of money not to work or not to work that often, why would I do so? Obviously, a lot of these guys, they want to win badly. And these players are as talented and brilliant as ever. I'm not a back-in-my-day guy at all. But it's very clear that players are not now willing to play through a pain threshold that they used to. The teams don't care much at all. And that the regular season is, in some sense, rendered meaningless. And if I'm Adam Silver representing my owners, it's the number one issue on the table. So so let's talk about the pain threshold thing you just mentioned. Is that just a regular season phenomenon? Because we just saw Robert Williams come back from knee surgery much faster faster than anyone thought he would and compete his behind off in a long NBA playoff run all the way through to the finals. And he was clearly playing with pain. No one was making any mystery about that. Is that just a regular season phenomenon? Then there were guys like, let's just use as the, the to put on the poster of it, would be Kawhi Leonard, guys who are not, who do not seem to be willing to take any risk with their health. I can't really fault that either. Because if I'm Kawhi Leonard, and I might, and you tell me, I can get paid $30 million this year, and I can either do everything I can to try and play and run some risk of making this injury worse so that I never get another contract or sit the season and make sure that I'm perfectly healthy. I totally understand why he would choose the latter. So this is why Silver is kind of, he's not even between a rock and a hard place. There's no rock. It's just a hard <laughs> place. Like there's no real answer to this besides the incremental games played which, again, I think would cause Armageddon from a labor negotiation standpoint. Do you believe that we would remedy this issue to any degree if Adam Silver elected 
obviously in a collectively bargained way, to shorten the season, to reduce the number of games, even if you kept the calendar as such, so that you just spread out, say, 74 games or 66 games over the same amount of time? Does it make any difference whatsoever? Maybe a little. Maybe a little. But I I generally, you you would have to shorten it a lot. Like, these two things would have to be part and parcel. They'd have to be agreed to together. So if Silver, let, let me, let me, okay, let me hold this thought. Let, this is good. Now we're getting somewhere. Anyone can ask, well, anyone can point out the problem. Not everyone can solve it. I'm going to give you a potential solution that you have just jogged in my mind, and I will do it in a moment. You know that certain people make my life easier by helping me out, and ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you. How? ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates. You can invite them to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash to try it for free. I think we can solve this problem next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Before we get back to the business that we've been dealing in here, um, Bubba, I just want to confirm where we're getting this from. Just in case people haven't heard it, Charles Barkley, is this a podcast called The Next Round? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's I don't know if it's a podcast or a radio show, but it's okay. called The Next Round, that much I'm sure. He's he's on a, a broadcast called The Next Round, and you're going to hear the question. Charles Barkley is being asked. It's it's a, clearly a golf um themed uh show, whether it's a podcast or a radio program, and he he is being asked, you're going to hear him being asked about the possibility of him joining Live in some capacity and him having the door wide open. Listen. There is this Rumor I've heard from a couple people in the golf world that the live tour is coming after you as like a face of their media, like an analyst or something like that. Is there any truth to that or is this just rumor? I'm going to meet with live. They called me and asked me would I meet with them. And I said, yes, nothing is imminent. I actually don't know everything they want from me or what they technically want me to do. But you got to always look at every opportunity that's available. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question is 100% yes, I'm going to meet with Liv. And that's just fascinating to me. And I, I would have to take, because uh, Bubba just played that for me a moment ago, and I wanted you to hear it. I'm going to have to take my time to think about how I would react to that. Like, that would really be something. Because Bubba brought up two questions. One, would that make anyone who is otherwise uninterested in it, 
pay attention to it, meaning would you watch a live event because Charles Barkley was doing the commentary? And two, Charles is so beloved. Like, like, like he can say anything. The guy can say and do anything he wants. And people generally, if they don't like it, will shake their heads and say, oh, that Charles, he's such a rascal. Um, and for the most part, just love him. And I love him. I love Charles Barkley. This would be different. Like, there are a lot of people who are really upset, hurt um, by Liv, by the money that is behind it, the reasons why it exists, the impact it's having on the, the, the sport of golf, like a, a million different reasons why uh, people have, in some cases, very strong negative feelings about Liv. And would those... Would he sort of skate above that, or would it make a lot of people who are fans of his no longer be? It's something I need I need to give a little bit of time and thought to, and I will, and we'll talk about it further. But at least for the moment, I wanted to put it on your radar. I think it's a very interesting potential development. We continue in 15 seconds. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny, and in 30 seconds, we are going to solve the biggest problem in sports. That's after this word from Vivid Seats. The baseball season's in full swing. You can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark, experience every home run, every web gem, every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. It's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. So Adam Silver said last week, for those of you who are just joining us, said last week that he shares the frustration that a lot of basketball fans feel at perfectly healthy players sitting out games based on some preordained rest regimen that he and the rest of us are not 100% convinced are actually doing anybody any good anyway. Hembo did the math, and this past year, the top 25 players in the NBA missed 630 games, or approximately one-third of the games on the schedule, and I thought Hembo put it really well. If you're watching a basketball game during the regular season, there's about a one-in-three chance that the player you're most excited to see isn't going to play, and that is just obviously a problem. It just obviously is. No one can suggest that isn't a problem. It is, however, not a significant enough problem, I think, in the eyes of the players that they are inclined to do anything about it because their reasons for doing it 
while self-motivated, it clearly isn't damaging the product enough that it has hurt their bottom line or the league's bottom line. The league is making a ton of money, and they clearly this past season could be described as an uptick, and I think they are optimistic that things are going to go well on into the future. So the question then becomes, does Silver, do the owners have to incentivize the players in some way to play more of the games? You put up here that in Michael Jordan's 10 uninterrupted seasons, meaning not including the year which, which would have been 94-95, the year that he was interrupted by baseball, he played 975 out of a possible 982 games, including playoffs. He won the scoring title in all 10 of those seasons. Now, maybe comparing anyone to Michael Jordan is just sort of an unfair comparison to make, but it is an illustration of the fact that the best and most popular player in the league was playing all the time then, and that just has basically since since ceased to be the case. So you just asked me, would it change meaningfully if they reduce the number of games. And here's what I will say. Reducing the number of games might be the ticket to making some sort of incremental salary structure. Mm. And by that, I mean this. If you still started the season roughly in mid to late October and still wanted your finals to end in roughly mid-June, that means that you don't have to... You can play the same... You can Over the same period of time, you can play fewer games. It's going to, by definition, mean more time down during the season, which players like. They hate the back-to-backs, of which, again, there are so much fewer than there used to be. The three games and four nights, which basically don't exist anymore, travel, etc. So if you were to say, we're going to now play 68 games, I'm just making up a number, instead of 82, over the exact same period of time, then... Um, you will be getting that much more time off between games. I think the players would like that, and I think it would serve part of the purpose we're talking about, which is adding to the longevity of these players' careers. But in so doing, you have to then insert something that says you have to play this number of games to qualify for X, Y, or Z. Qualify for a max contract, whatever the case may be. They have these provisions in there now. You can get more money if you finish first, second, or third team All-NBA. Whatever it is, all-star appearances, whatever it might be. Some way of incentivizing players, this have to go hand-in-hand. If you're going to say the season's going to be 82 games, it's going to continue to be 82 games, and you're going to have to accept that some of your salary is going to be contingent on the number of games you play. That's going to be a non-starter. But I do think that if you, atta- if you shorten the season without diminishing the salaries, mm-hmm. without making the salary cap lower, but you insert some sort of provision that says in order to fully max out, to fully achieve the most money you can, you have to play some incremental percentage of the games, I think you got a fighting chance at making it happen. But do you think that owners would be willing to go for it? Is an owner going to say, I'm willing to take that chance knowing that I'm going to lose, say, eight regular season games worth of revenue? You know, season tickets, concessions, everything. Because people still I think the go. understanding here has got to be that they're not going to make less money. They're going to make more. Right. The NBA is on the verge of making more money, not less. Their television deals are coming up soon. They're going to make more money. The, Whatever the salary, I don't even know in my head what it is right now. Whatever the salary cap is right now, everyone blow through it. One hundred and fifteen, whatever it is, 
it's going to increase substantially in the next few years because there are just going to be more revenues. They're not on the verge of making less revenue. They're, they're on the verge, <coughs> excuse me, of making more revenue. So you can divide that revenue up any way you choose to. And I think what you would have to be doing then, if you're the owners and you're Adam and you're those people, is you have to be making a commitment to the long-term best interest of the game and of the business by making a commitment to maximizing the quality of your product. There might be some short-term loss in it. And owners in sports have always been hesitant to the point of being unwilling to make any sort of short-term investment. Case in point, Mm. baseball. Baseball could take a little bit less television money and play World Series games in the afternoon on weekends if they wanted to, and that would be an investment in the long-term best interest of the game because young children would then be able to watch the World Series instead of now not being able to watch it, and they're not willing to take the short-term hit, whatever that would be. You wouldn't be taking no money from Fox. Mm-hmm. You'd be taking a little bit less money from Fox, but you could view it as an investment long-term in your product, and you could view this in the same way. It makes all the sense in the world to me, and the NBA, for my money at least, has more than gone halfway in trying to meet the players. Last season, there was no player in the NBA that played more than 17 games on zero days rest. Back-to-backs, I mean. 17. In the 60s, they were playing two and three times that many. Obviously, the game is different now. But like you said before, the schedule is so much more favorable already. I do, wonder, I do like our idea. I do like the idea of shrinking the number of games in the same amount of time. I do wonder, though, if you didn't provide more incentives for the players to get out there if they're, if they're at 95% and not 100%, if it really could make that much of a difference. And very quickly, before we apologize for how taxing the game is on today's player versus the players in the 60s. <laughs> I understand the game is more physically demanding, but the travel is most certainly not. Those teams were playing the same number of games, and they were traveling half the time by train or by bus, <laughs> and certainly not on chartered, private, super luxury planes. There was a moment in time, and not that long ago, where you could show up at LaGuardia on a Thursday morning, and at the Cinnabon, you might see Carl Malone and John Stockton waiting in line <laughs> to get coffee and a muffin, because, and, and they're flying out of New York, having played last night, to Chicago, where they're going to play tonight. That, that's the world they lived in. So let's, let's not make it out like all of a sudden today's players have it so much harder and more demanding on their body. Because any of us who travel know that travel itself is the hardest part of travel, <laughs> right? It just is. So there's that. Anyway, let's see what happens. Now that we've solved that problem, let's get to something else that is, candidly, just steadfastly ridiculous. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. In a lifetime filled with terrible takes... Dan Orlovsky has outdone even himself. (laughs) Some of you follow Dan for his football takes. I follow him for his lifestyle takes. Dan leads, and I I preface this, anyone who knows us knows that Dan is one of my, one of my, my, my proudest business nephews. He's one of the many young people in this industry who um, sort of came to us at get up and, and has, I've, I have, Enjoyed watching him develop and blossom into the media star that he is now. He's terrific on NFL Live. He's going to be doing more NFL games. He does college games. He's the best. Dan's one of my favorite people. He's a golf partner and all that. 
So to me, I'm prefacing all this by, but so that you know that when I make these take this opinion on his takes, I say them with love. But he leads the strangest life in one regard of any person I know. His eating habits are startling. His likes and dislikes are impossible to justify or understand. And in this particular case, he has just said something that makes no sense. So he tweeted, and I'm sure there's some context for why he said this, which is to say, I'm sure this came to his mind for a reason on July 15th, but I don't know what it was. He just tweeted, red wine, all kinds, should be drank chilled with ice cubes in it. Now, there's so many things wrong with that. Let me start by saying that I, I have become fascinated with wine in the last couple of years. I just spent this vacation basically in wine country. I've been reading a lot of books about wine. So I, I know a little more about wine than your average person who just likes drinking it. I'm by no means an expert. Um, but what I always say to people when they ask me my opinion on wine, can I do it this? Can I do it that? Can I serve it this way? Can I eat it with this? Uh, I always say, the first rule of this is however you like it is the right way. Like, don't let someone tell you what the right way to enjoy white wine is. If you like it colder or if you like it with a steak, then go ahead and have it. Why the hell is anyone telling you that you can't? However, red wine chilled with ice cubes in it is no longer red wine. It is now an entirely other thing. Someone needs to introduce Dan Orlovsky to sangria. It's going to blow his freaking mind. This is another product. That's like saying steak of all kinds should be served chopped up and on a bun. Dan, that's a hamburger. Right? Like, this is a different food product entirely. And what you're describing is something else entirely. Once you put red ice cubes into red wine and serve it chilled, it's not red wine anymore. Sangria started out as red wine once. <laughs> to be clear, every glass of sangria you've ever had, I've now seen they serve white sangria some places. But when you see a, a, a pitcher of sangria in a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, or wherever it is that you might be enjoying sangria, and I love sangria, and you see a, a red pitcher with ice cubes on it and wine glasses being placed at a table, and they're walking over and pouring that, once that was red wine, <laughs> okay? It wasn't grape juice. It wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't uh, Kool-Aid. It was red wine <laughs> that they put. I, I'm just trying to think of red things you could drink that aren't wine. It was wine. And we've now put ice cubes and fruit in it, and it is sangria. <laughs> so red wine, which, again, is not meant to be served chilled. It is meant to be served at room temperature. Um, that is not a rule that I hold steadfast to. So if you like to chill your red wine a little bit, I'm not going to browbeat you for it. But if you're going to dump a bunch of ice cubes into it and essentially turn it into, uh, 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 I don't know, like something you might drink during halftime of a basketball, like a player might drink, like a, like a refreshing little drink, that's not red wine anymore. Your thoughts? My thoughts are, I mean, Dan Orlovsky is a, is a football expert. He, is, he has demonstrated, though, that his opinion should not be taken seriously on any topic of import, <laughs> of which this is obviously one. When I showed my wife this tweet, 
she said, I, I can't believe how much sense that doesn't make. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's her exact quote. And that's how I feel about it, too. I mean, it, it, the, 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 the brazen, like, arrogance here, too, is, is as if he has any credibility to create rules for how we should live our lives. And no, it's so even worse than that. Out there. It's so bizarre. This is something he just thought of and felt the need to share it and suggest everyone should live their lives this way all the time, right? <laughs> Not, this isn't something he's been giving a lot of thought to, no. done research mm-hmm. on. This literally came off the top of his head. Now, let me get a quick take from Bubba. Many of you may not know this, but before his uh, now legendary career in radio production, Bubba was a world-class sommelier. Bubba was a sommelier at many of the finest restaurants in the world, um, and that rarest of them because he worked both in French and Italian cuisine as a sommelier, which is the rarest of double dips. So let me ask you, with that as your background, Bubba, when you hear red wine, all kinds, should be drank, (laughs) which is funny itself, (laughs) chilled with it. Let's put it this way. A person whose opinion on wine I'm going to take seriously is not going to say should be drank, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, my gosh. Should should be drank chilled with ice cubes in it. Uh, Bubba, a quick take from you. Yeah, as, uh, as you mentioned, being a, uh, a Sami in a previous life, I mean, I, I just can't take this guy seriously. The stuff he says is absolutely ridiculous. He sh- we should just be taking all the wine away from him. I, I don't know where he comes up with these takes. It's, it's, any food take he has is just so brutal. I honestly don't even want to drink wine anymore because <laughs> I, I can't take it. I, I'm not sure which offends me more, his suggestion that red wine should be served all the time, chilled with ice cubes in it, or his take that oatmeal raisin cookies are better than chocolate chip. I mean, yeah, cookies. Everything. It's brutal. That, that's a terrible take. Oatmeal raisin cookies so bad. are only eaten for one reason, and that is because someone mistook it for a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> right? It looks like a chocolate chip cookie. He's got some pizza take too. I think is it something. I mean, he's every, got an everything take. Name a food. He's got a, a, a take on it, and just take just go the opposite way. You'll be fine. That's correct. So I think if there's one thing we've learned for certain, if you're ever eating with Dan Orlovsky, you should employ the opposite George philosophy (laughs) and just do the opposite of what he does. And we say that with love. See you tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.